Okay, so today we're going to start making the first steps in the Avoida of coming to Avas Yisrael and overcoming the challenges of Avas Yisrael. So I think that in the first, first steps of Avoida, it's very important for us to be organized. In Avoida, you have to be very, very organized. First of all, you have to categorize your relationships. There's people that you hate. That's one category, and you have to learn how to deal with that challenge because you hate them for a reason. So you have to know how to deal with that. There's the people that you're neutral with. Neutral. You don't hate them, you don't love them, you don't have much to do with them. That's the neutral, which also needs is a challenge that needs to be overcome because Avas Yisrael means all Jews. So that's the neutral relationships. Then you have the relationships of what we call conditional love. Conditional love means that you love the person for something that you're getting from them. But if that thing that you're getting from them stops coming, then your love will be bottled. So we need to rectify the ta'ava. The ava is there. It's workable. It's maybe a shalom level of ava, which can come to lishma. It's a workable thing. But you have to identify that relationship. And then there's the level which probably none of us have at this point, which we want to reach, and that's called unconditional love. And in that, there are many levels to that as well. Many, many levels to that. The ultimate, ultimate level of the highest level of it, which hopefully in our lifetime we can achieve, is like a ava, like a love that a father has for a son. The reason why a father loves his son is not because his son did anything. He gave him nachas. The second his son, his child, comes into the world, he already has a ava for the child, even though child has not achieved anything or did anything. So that's even the ava that a person has for himself, a natural love that he has for himself. It's so the highest, highest level, okay, that we want to reach in Ava Sisrol is the Ava And even in that there's levels, but the highest, highest level. We don't know if we'll ever reach there or not, but that's the goal. You understand? So again, we categorize relationships into four categories. There's the people that you have sinner towards them. And that's the challenge in itself, how to, how to deal with that. Ultimately, the kayak of sinner in a person is not some bad thing. It just has to be channeled the right way. We have oyhavei Hashem, those that love Hashem, sinura, they hate evil. So the, we channel that koach of sinner to Soinera. But right now we have that center towards people that are not Ra. So we have to learn how to deal with that. That's one set of avoid in itself. Then we have the neutral relationships. There's a lot of people around us that we don't hate them or love them. They're neutral. So we have to be able to deal with that challenge and be able to come to Avas Yisrael. Avas Yisrael is Koilul everybody. So we have to eradicate those neutral relationships. Then we have relationships which we call conditional love. Conditional love is that there is love, 
but it's tsuluya bedavar. It's dependent on something you're getting. And therefore, if the thing that you're getting in the relationship and from the relationship becomes bottle for some reason, then the ava would go away. So that will call the level of ava shaloyla The level of ava shaloyla is workable. Ava shaloyla can become lishma if it's if you know the mechanics of how to do that. And then there's the madrega hell yoyna, the madrega that we're trying to reach which is Ava She'ena Teluya B'davar, which we want to reach to a point that the Ava is not dependent. And even in that, it's many levels. Rabbi Yoyna says you can love somebody for what they did for you, and it could also be considered Ava She'ena Teluya as long as you're not loving them because you're going to get further from them. Because even if you're not going to get further from them, you still love them for what they did. So that's a level of Ava She'ena Teluya but of course, the ultimate, ultimate level of Ava, She'enet Tzuluya B'davar, is such a high level, because it's, even if I love you because you're Jewish, it's Tzuluya B'davar, in the highest, highest realm. Because I'm loving you because. So that's already a because. So on the highest, highest level, that would be considered Ava Tzuluya B'davar. So each level, to the level underneath it, it may be considered Enet Tzuluya for the level underneath it, but for the level above it, it may be considered to leave it over. So obviously we always look at the top, and the top is that the love should be bad, and we have to know how to reveal that. We have that power within us. See, that's the key thing. You have to chop it. We're not trying to make a yesh ma'ayin. We're not trying to develop something that we don't have and creating something we have. We do have it. A person has a natural love for himself. He has a natural love for his child. It's there. We just have to learn how to access it and use it in a more broader way. You understand? So this is the work that we have to get to. Now, another thing we have to be organized in when we talk about the Seder HaVoido is that we have to realize that there's three steps. Okay? This is very important to realize there's three steps, and we're going to go step by step. The first step is what we call, in every single avoider, there's two very basic elementary steps. The first step is called surmira. Stop doing negative. Then there's asetov. Okay, so let's talk about that in avasisral terms. In avasisral terms, surmira would be, let's say, do not be inconsiderate to people. So that means stop doing things that are harmful and hurtful and inconsiderate to another person. That's the surmira aspect of it. So that's the easier part. It's before the asetov. It's the easier part. To stop, to desist from doing things that are inconsiderate and hurtful to people. That's the lowest and the first step of the rung of the ladder is surmira. The second step would be asetov. Asetov is don't only worry about yourself. You have to also start worrying about other people and providing their needs and doing good things for them. So that's the asetov. That's a little bit more complicated because now you have to reach out. Okay? So surmira, step one. Asetov, step two. And then we're going to come to the level of what we call achtus. Achtus is the highest level. The most difficult level to achieve is achtas. 
Achdus means that you become truly one with other people. That's the higher level, which I'm going to give you kind of a definition to help you deal with that soon, not yet. So you got it? So again, what we're saying is when you come to make avoida, practical avoida, you have to be very organized. If you're not organized, then one day you do this, and one day you do that, and you're not sure what you're doing and what you're doing. So organization is a very key thing when it comes to avoida. So we made some categories for you so you can have some clarity. We said there's four types of relationships. And we're trying to reach the fourth and highest level of the relationship. And in that fourth level, there'll be many madrigas. We also said that to begin the process of avoida, the process of avoida really requires three steps. It requires the sumira, requires the asetoiv, and then we get to the achtos. And the achtos will be the same as the unconditional love, okay? That's the, the map of what we're doing. Now, <clears throat> I want to tell you a very, very important thing in Avaida, which is very misunderstood, but it's extremely fundamental. There's a quotation from the Sefer HaChinuch, which is very well known. Okay? So simply understood... Because if I do outward actions, that will awaken the inside. So let's say I'm, I have no Avas Yisrael right now. Right now I only have Avas Atzmi. Finished. That's all I got. So tell the guy, listen, try not develop the love within yourself. Do the outward actions. And the outward actions will help you get to that love. So what would be the outward actions? So even though you only love yourself, and even though you only concentrate on yourself, and by doing so you end up being inconsiderate to human beings, so do the outward action, and do the sur mirah in the outside way. Lamaisa, don't hurt people. Don't be inconsiderate. Do the asetoy in the outward way. I don't love you. I don't care about you, but I'll give you anyway. I'll, 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 I'll do something for you, right? So do the, the outward action, the chitzonius, and that will be more of the primus. Now that trick is a true trick, but it has to be understood how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, it doesn't work. That means, step number one, you got to get these decisions, because these are decisions for everything that you work on. So you have to get these decisions clear. Step number one. The outward action is never ma'oyer, the panemius, unless the intention in the action is to be ma'oyer. That means, I can do an outward action all day, it will not change me. The only way the outward action will be ma'oyer, the panemius, is if I do the action with the intention to be ma'oyer, the panemius. That means there's somewhat of a connection with your panemius when you do the action, because since I'm doing it to reach my panemius, so it's defining the action in a certain way, which is connecting it to the panemius, the chitzonius will be more than the panemius. You understand that? You have to get that clear. So, and you're listening? Very important. The chitzonius more panemius is only if the chitzonius that you're doing is then it works. Now, in a deeper sense, I'm going to tell you why that's very, very important. Okay? Because whenever you're doing a chitzoniistic pu'ula that you're not holding by, basically what you're doing is you're forcing yourself. 
It's called you're forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. Right? Let's take chesed, for example. Right? Giving to people and doing chesed. If I'm a very selfish, self-centered person who's not interested in giving, I'm only interested in taking, by me going out of the box and actually giving, I'm forcing myself to behave in a certain way which is not fitting my nature today. Correct? You know what that can lead to? That can lead to resentment. I start to hate the people that I give to because they cause me discomfort. And I don't really want to give them. And I'm not giving them belief shalit. So it could create a resentment. Not ava. It could do the exact opposite. Because I'm forcing my body to do something and my bad meters to do something that I don't want to do. So how does it work? If I have a ratzon to change and I willingly want to do it because I know that it's beneficial for me and I want to grow with it, that will make that the resentment is not there. Obviously, it has to be to a level that you can handle, that the ratzon to do it is handled. It's very similar to what we learned in the klal of the Jewish people said, Nasev they accepted the Torah. And then Hashem took the mountain and he put it on their head. Kafalayim harkigigis. Right? Why do you have to force them? They already said Nasavanishma. So Hashem was teaching them that many, many parts of Avaidah is going to have to force their Yetzara. It's going to be kfir. They have to force, they're obligated to force themselves to work on doing behaviors that not agree with them. So if that's what, and the reality of Torah is you're obligated. The reality of Torah is you have to force yourself to break your nature to keep it. So if that's true, why didn't Hashem just make Kafalem Harkigigas? And really the Gemara says that the Goyim claimed against Hashem. If you would make Kafalem Harkigigas to us, we would keep the Torah. And Hashem basically told them that it won't work for you. It only works for the Jews because they said Nasavanishma first. What does that mean? That means is that if I willingly want to be able to be obligated, then the kfir doesn't break you, then the kfir builds you. In a nutshell, that's the insight. You follow? So basically, again, the Nasa Venichma says that I willingly want to subjugate myself to the avoider which requires kfir. Then the rotsen in the kfir is there. The male of the kfir doesn't cause, cause you to rebel. It says in the Gemara that Hashem said, okay, I'll give you a mitzvah. He gave them the mitzvah of sukkah. And then Hashem put out the sun very, very hot. And they walked out of the sukkah and they kicked the sukkah. Now they were potter from sukkah because it's mitzvah, it's potter in a sukkah. Why they kick it? That means the restraint of the mitzvah caused them to want to rebel. They felt like they're being forced. And then when they're able to get rid of the yoke of the mitzvah, they kicked it. You follow? A Jewish person, if he's mitzvah, and he's potter from asukah, he feels bad that he can't be mekayim the mitzvah. It's a different attitude. A non-Jewish attitude is, this thing is a yoke and I don't want to see it. The Jewish person, even though the mitzvah is a yoke, all Torah mitzvot, it is a yoke, but he accepts the yoke, malchus, soi, berot, soi, kiblu, 
I accept the ratzon, I accept the malchus, which the malchus is a yoke. I accept the gezeris. I accept the avoida, beratzon. So that's the same idea here. When we talk about hachitzonius ma'ira pnimius, it means that you have to have some pnimius. The pnimius that you have is the rotten to, to, for the kviyah. If you have the rotten for the kviyah, so the kviyah works. You understand? So when we talk about kind of forcing ourselves in the lowest level of sur mirava when we're forcing ourselves to behave a little bit different than what we're usually doing, we're usually very inconsiderate. We're usually not so giving. We're usually not so caring. So now we're going to force ourselves into certain behaviors, which we hope these behaviors will be more is. We have to know that this is a very complicated avoidance. Because we have to study the subject enough to be motivated, to want it, to understand what we're subjugating ourselves to do. And we have to do it to the degree that the body won't rebel. That means equal to the level of rotsen, the body has to be masculine to that equal level of rotsen. And then we can make the work. You understand what I'm saying? This is a very important cloud. Salah, you got it? It's very deep. Joey, it's very important you say. Now, okay, you got that? So now, how, what's the chitzainius? What's the pu'ula chitzainius? That we're doing on a very, very shaloylishmodika level, because we don't really have the love. We only love ourselves, right? And we're going to do this getting out of the box, to do something that we don't normally... Uh, do or feel, and we're trying to implement that into our lives, right? So we spoke about one vad. We spoke about Reb Desla's yisoid. Reb Desla said that when you give and you invest in people, then you'll see a piece of yourself in the other person. So that's like a very shaloi level, right? Because I'm really loving myself. I'm just extending myself into other people, right? Which in itself is not an easy thing to do. Because again, like we said, to just invest in people can help, it can make you resent people. There are people that are oisikim hatzibur, that they do a lot of chesed, and then they become burnt like you've never seen a guy burnt. And they help, they hate people because they went past their abilities. You understand? So to go ahead and be that giving person, you have to do it with caution. You have to proceed with caution. You have to have a rotten, and you have to have it exactly to the degree that you could become comfortable, that you could be comfortable with it, and slowly, slowly build your muscles towards it, right? But today I want to speak out a little different concept, which is a very deep concept. We have about five minutes. I hope I can at least say some clarity on it because it's very deep, okay? And it's very much related to yesterday's vod. So you have to try to dihar it. I'm going to show you that we have another oifen of Chitzonius Moira Primi, which is a very deep yisait, okay? The deep yisait works as follows. The true definition of Ava is Echot, to become one, which is the same as Achtus, okay? Now, the definition of Achtus, the way I'm going to define it to you, 
a very interesting definition, which you probably never heard before. The true definition of achus is what we call balance. Balance. Balance is a very deep yesite. When you're going to balance all the different parts. Let me try to explain that a little bit, okay? Let's take a marriage, because a marriage is the icon and the semel of Avan Achtes, yes? Vahoyu lebosa echon. Al ken yazoi v'ish es ove v'imoi v'dovak v'ishtoi v'hoyu lebosa echon. So that's like the semel of Achtes, okay? Now, Ava, by definition, you have to get this, because if you don't get these, you say this, you're not going to chashchap any of You got it? Ava, by definition, requires that you originally started out with two opposing parts, two things that were opposite of each other. And you join them together to become one. That's Ava. Something that was always one to start with is not love. It's one bad thing. So Ava requires the Eseloi Ezer Kenegdai. She is different. Different. Man and woman, different. Different. So that's opposing. Opposing is like sinner. No connection. Okay? You take opposites and you join them together to become one. That's Ava. Got that? So our, our state is that we see ourselves and we see everybody else different than us, right? And now we want to join them. So how does that process of our work in a marriage if they're taka, totally different? You understand? I was once giving a ladies' class a long way back in our kollel. I was speaking about the achtas and all that kind of stuff. And a lady asked me, said, wouldn't it make more sense if Hashem made a, a man and wife Exactly the same. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, life would have been easy, huh? <laughs> so exactly the same is you're marrying yourself, you know? We already have you. We don't need two of you. <laughs> One of you is enough of a problem, right? So, but let me explain the oymik of it, okay? Explain the oymik of it in a very general sense of the, at first. I'll try to give you a practical uh, example to understand it better, right? So men have their kohot that's called koyach ish, Women have their kochot, it's called koach ha'isha, okay? If you only have the koach ha'isha, we'll call it just for argument's sake right now, chachma, and the koach ha'isha we'll call just in general terms bina. So if you have chachma only, and you go everything in life with chachma, then you don't have, you're not going to come make the right choices, right? So in order to be perfect, in order to be shalem, you need to have bina, right? You need to have bina. So what you're doing is you're taking two different koiches and you're joining them together to become a more shalem person, which means that you have a balance between chokhmah and bina. You take two opposites, a isha and a isha, and each one helps the other one balance their koyach, and then you have a balanced person. A balanced person is the most important thing in the world, Okay. But I'm going to show you how balance can be even when the other person is wrong. Let me give you an example. You have a husband who is misudal, like the Musasvar I'm speaking about. You understand? The guy is scheduled, he is neat, he is clean, he is misudal. He, if you would read the, the, the Archa Sadiqim about this thing, he's the guy. 
Okay? Then he marries a woman that she's not misudat at all. She's scattered all over the place. Right? She doesn't care about Seder so much. Okay? So now the husband comes down. He pulls out his Musa Sefer. And he says to his wife, that you need to work on yourself. Right? Her personality is not misudat. But he said, huh? Says Masuda. Now, the truth is, even though in a theoretical conversation he's right, he's right, she's wrong, right? But he's still wrong. You know why? Because if he would run his house 100% on Seder, like his Mahalach, if his Mahalach would be the, 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 the ruling Mahalach, probably half his kids would be crazy or off the derech or something like this. Because everything has to be perfect, right? So his wife's unperfectness stabilizes and balances that the house should be normal. So here you see that there's no such thing as be'etzam echisarim. Echisarim is only in the degree that it is. So when you take uh, extremity, extremity of Seder, and the extremity of not Seder, which is both very bad, and you put them in the middle, and you create a balance to create a new hefza, that works. That's what works. You understand? We have to talk about this. needs a whole flash, but it's late already. But basically, that's the kind of way it's going to work within yourself. The reason why you can love yourself, even though you have contradictions within yourself, is because you know how to make balance. So my point is just in a very, very uh, small level. I have to continue this tomorrow. I don't have time now. But basically the idea is that we're going to be able to understand the concept of balance, and that's going to help with achas, how things are going to balance out. That's going to be a, a concept. But my point is just quickly, just to the chitzonius, my is is right now only think about myself, right? I mean, myself is the only mahalach. I'm not balanced. I'm only within myself. So in the outward way, if I start to interact with other human beings, that's the first shlav, it's the first stage towards developing balance, balance of the way I think, the balance of the way I focus. I have to continue this tomorrow. Someone should please remind me tomorrow that this is the topic I'm going to spend the whole lot on tomorrow, understanding this, because this is very, very important for your, your mental health, your emotional health, your self-love, loving others, down the Kavitzchus, it's going to be mamish, uh, a, a that's going to be koil kol kula. And it has to be on many levels. We're going to start it on the chitzanius, my premius level, and then we'll get to the more premiumistic level. And this is what we call das. If you look at the Rambam, the Rambam calls midas deus. Why does the Rambam call midas deus? Because only a person who has das knows how to work the different parts and make the right midah the right measurement. That requires das. So we'll see that midas are connected to das. So there's a lot to talk about here, and hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to, to do it. Okay? Stop here.